0: Welcome to the OnScript Podcast, your home for world-class conversations on scripture and theology, where you get to meet some of the best in the field. Visit us at onscript.study. Say hello on Twitter at OnScript Podcast, and stop by our Facebook page at facebook.com slash OnScript. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the OnScript Podcast. This is Matt Lynch coming to you from Regent College in Vancouver, where it's currently sunny and nice. I'm a co-host along with Matt Bates, Drew Johnson, Aaron Heim, Chris Tilling, Amy Brown, Hughes, and Jules Martinez-Olivieri. We are so glad that you've tuned in. Thanks so much for listening over the years. we um, I, I still love doing this and am thrilled to get feedback from people. If you ever want to shoot me an email, onscriptpodcast at gmail.com um, or tweet something at us at podcast, etc., um, or you can send snail mail to Regent College. I'm sure there's an address you can look up online. Um, also, because we uh, have a couple of spinoff podcasts, sometimes people aren't aware of that. And just wanted to mention that we have a short series podcast called In Parallel, which examines the intersection of the Bible, biblical poetry, and contemporary poetry. And eventually, we're going to produce another short series there, um, that's in the in the conceptual stage at this point. Um, or if you have poets you'd like to hear, um, go ahead and recommend them. Um, and uh, we also have the Biblical World podcast, which is examining the kind of culture, history, archaeology of the Bible, and it's super fascinating. Um, I love those episodes, so uh, do listen into those and give them a rating, review, etc. Um, But let's get on with this episode, so I hope you enjoy it.
1: Well, welcome to OnScript. Today we have a special treat. We're we're going to be looking at a book that isn't actually written in English. It's going to be, I think, our first engagement with a non-English language um, theology text. Today we're looking at Gnade als Trinitarisches Sein, Bruce McCormack's Theologie in ihrer Entwicklung aus Analytischer und Konstruktiver reception by Justus Geilhufe. It is such a pleasure to welcome him to this podcast. Let me first introduce him. Justus Geilhufe. he's a student, um, special student between 2012 and 2013 and serves as an associate pastor at the Freiburg Cathedral. In the Lutheran Church of Saxony. He was born in 1990 in Dresden. After graduating the Lutheran Kreuzschule, he worked for one year at La Arche in France to pursue his call to being a pastor. He studied theology at Friedrich Schiller Universität Jena, Princeton Theological Seminary, Ludwig Maximilians Universität München, and Universität Leipzig. Next to his diploma in theology, he also holds a BA in philosophy and a certificate in leadership uh, from the uh, Jesuit uh, Munich School of Philosophy. Now, while serving as an ordained minister of the Lutheran Church of Saxony, he earned a doctorate in systematic theology from the uh, Georg August University uh, Göttingen with a dissertation, and this will be the subject of our discussion today, on the theology of Princeton's um, Bruce McCormack. Now Justus is is married and has two sons, um, and they may be bursting in a little bit later on. We shall see. Um, Justus, welcome to OnScript. Thanks so much for inviting me.
2: Um, it's a pleasure, and I hope uh, it's a pleasure for the audience too.
1: Yeah, indeed. As I say, this is the first time we've in- we've we've tried to interview somebody on a book that isn't in English, as far as I know. So, audience, please bear this in mind, as Just Justus is going to be fielding questions that are translations of his book. Um, So he's really going to have to stay alert. Now to the book. Justus has written an enormously learned and ambitious account of the development of Bruce McCormack's theology, placing it in in its wider frame. And and he includes some really helpful, crisp explanations of some complex theological discussions. I learned a lot um, reading your book, um, so I'm very much looking forward to discussing Gnade als Trinitarisches Sein today. Now, this, the overall goal of your work is to better account for and explain the development of the theology of, of Bruce McCormack. So you know, Bruce McCormack has been mentioned quite a few times on OnScript over the years. What drew you to McCormack's work in the first place?
2: That's actually a great question, because it. Um, I think at the end uh, of the podcast, uh, we, will, we will come back to this, um, because it has a lot to do from where I come from. Um, I am a pastor's child um, from East Germany. Um, so um, when my father decided to become a pastor, um, they lived um, in a communist state, um, which um, made Eastern Germany the most secular place on earth. When he decided to become a pastor, it meant for him to have basically no income, um, to um, eliminate basically um, (laughs) every job opportunity for his wife and to prevent um, his children from um, having a higher education, Um, uh, which so this was a tough decision. And on the other hand, a decision he never um, regretted. And I grew up, I was born in 1990, so uh, I was lucky. Um, I was born when um, the wall came down, and I grew up in uh, this secular place Um, as a pastor's child. um, I always was um, the only kid in school that uh, went to church. I always was the only kid, at least um, when I was young, that um, had anything to do with faith and so on, and... um, I I think my call for being a pastor always had to do with um, the people I was surrounded with and the region I was coming from. I have no idea if I stay here my entire life, but I know that um, I, I somehow wanted to start serving here because um, uh, these people... The Christians, um, but also uh, the non-believers, meant something to me. And when I started um, study, or like when I thought about studying theology, um, I um, was looking for a place where I wasn't only um, provided with a broad knowledge on what theology could be and what religion might mean. I Looked for somebody who can who can give me an approach to his theological thinking. And I was prepared to um, say, well, this is not my approach, but at least um, I learned one systematic, one comprehensive, one comprehensive systematic um approach, and then I can move on. And I realized at that time, and that was more than 10 years ago, um, or like 10 years ago, um, that um, it is actually quite hard to find um, a professor, a systematic theologian who represents a theological approach. Um, And um, the few amongst those who represented one were the last (laughs) Bardians in in Germany. And so I went to Jena, to Friedrich Schiller Universität Jena, because... Michael Trovich, um was um, teaching in Jena, and um, he quickly invited me to um, a privatissimum at his place, where we read a lot of Heidegger, a lot of Jungel, where we discussed in a private um, manner. And he introduced me to Bart, but he was an old school Bardian. He was he was a very sharp thinker, um, but he was um, one of those classic um, Bardians who who were like. This is what Bart said, and it is true, (laughs) and I I want you to be able to repeat it. He was able to to accept um, a lot of other thoughts, um, but he was very convinced of Bart, and after three years um, living in Jena, I kind of, um, I I didn't have enough, Um, I was very thrilled about Bart, um, but I want, I at some points I I was like, wait a minute. Um, Bart at one point says things um, he doesn't say later. And how do we, like, how do we bring these things together? And um, I had no Barthians giving me answers to this question. And, and at one point there was a guy, Matthias Gockel, um, who I um, very much like, who told me, Hey, if you, if you, you read a lot about Bart, you read a lot from Bart. Um, maybe you should try um, getting into Princeton and uh, work with Bruce McCormick. And I was like, yeah, I don't think I will get in there. And if yes, I won't be able to afford it. And, And he said, just try and then you can figure out things later. And I got lucky, and I got in. Um, and I basically um, spent a year um, working with Bruce McCormick. I spent also a year working with um, Daryl Guder and a lot of other gifted scholars. But I went. I basically went there to check if it's if Bruce Mac, if the work of Bruce McCormick is is worth writing a dissertation on him. And uh, after this year, I thought, yeah, I think it's it's worth doing this. And, uh, but I don't think I can do it in Princeton um, because I am. I think my call is being a pastor, and I think um, when I spend five or six years in Princeton, I'm not sure if I will speak the language. Um, people in the village where I serve now will under- Will still understand. And so um yeah, that drew me to to McCormick. Um I was um a Bardian and I still am, um, but Bardianism in Germany, it sounds weird, um, but wasn't enough at that moment. I wanted to I had um I, I had this passion for Bard, which kind of I think is the passion he wants every um so-called Bardian to have to think through like his thoughts and then ask um him or herself wait does this um add up or um do we have new questions nowadays we have to answer differently and i thought yeah bruce mccormick is one of those guys who who is at least trying to and it was it was a great experience um and so this is how i ended up writing on bruce mccormick
1: wonderful there were certain certain parallels as you spoke that reminded me of of Eberhard Junger with that background in secular east german yeah
2: that, yeah he he comes from Magdeburg and he has he, he has similar i think he has similar experiences at some
1: yeah. at some yeah well now despite the fact that Bruce McCormack won an award in in Germany for his work on the development of Barth's theology and famously you point out um uh, i think in the introduction or first chapter that that McCormack's work hasn't really influenced theological discourse in in Germany. It's hardly had an effect. And a few questions follow from this, for me anyway. Um, and a general question first is, before we focus on Barton McCormack, you know, in what ways is German theology in the university practiced differently than in Anglo-American contexts? Because in your book you mention, among other issues, confessional tendencies and diversity. And I, I wonder if you could just unpack this for us
2: um i think um I, I think um a lot is different i think there there's uh, some some smaller things um we we still uh, like everything is paid by the state still um so it is very much divinity school like so they teach um teachers they teach future pastors they teach future academics all in once so um every professor has a broad spectrum to teach. You don't have seminaries at all. Uh I mean it's a growing structure in Germany but still um you don't have Duke, you don't have Princeton, you don't have um conservative seminaries um in Texas or the Midwest. You don't have Chicago seminary, you don't have it it it's just different um and it's uh and then let's be honest Germany, or at least Central Europe, used to be the center of the world um when it comes to theology um for, for not only for decades, for and hundreds of years. And it's not anymore. I don't know if people start realizing it, um and if they do, they have a really hard time accepting it. And uh, this is um maybe the one of the first major reasons um, why they have a hard time with people like Bruce McCormick because um he just does an excellent work and um it's just not from germany um and it's hard to and 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 uh, it, it, still um for for germans it's hard to accept that texts or um conferences are in english and um that they um have to adapt uh, to a certain now international um sphere um and there's another thing that uh, Bardianism in Germany is on the one hand pretty outdated. Um, lots of people kind of got sick of Bardianism for um, for a lot of reasons. Um, you had a generation of Bardian scholars who treated Bard as um, some kind of a saint, um, who was just right about everything and who wrote so much about everything, so... Um, It's kind of like with Hegel. So if you're looking for an answer somewhere, you will find an answer to everything. Um, And at some point, um, you don't ask yourself, wait, is this the most brilliant answer you ever heard? Or is it just do you just take it as the most brilliant answer? Because it's also from Barth, who um, resisted um, Hitler, who was one of the few um, who was not in any way, in a sense, um, collaborating with the Nazi regime. Um so it, it, there's a there's a lot of um hidden parts um that turned Bart after thirty, forty years after his death um in uh into a position where um lots of people just got fed up um with Bardianism. Um and within Bardianism you had this huge problem to criticize Bart. Um and this is basically the first thing Bruce McCormick does. And this is also part of the huge controversy um, that um, still is kind of ongoing, um, that Bruce McComick is just saying at some point, wait a minute, um, we can't treat church dogmatics as a book that was just... Written in a day, it is. It has been written during decades, and maybe even a mind like Bard changed his mind at some point during um, the, the, the the work progress of this book. Um, maybe this happened, and a lot of people were like, "No way!" Um, Bard was such a brilliant um, mind. He did not change. Um, he knew everything in advance, and he then wrote it down um and uh, uh, that bruce mccormick is um criticizing um church dogmatics and saying there are changes is um is something um a lot of Bardians have a hard time accepting um maybe th- these are a few reasons why he still w- we still need time to 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 work with bruce mccormick um in the german um, hemisphere
1: yeah wonderful well um I, I had a couple of sub questions there but you've really hit on all of them and and so I'd like to move on to 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 really your guiding thesis um, and to unpack that um in the chapters that follow your guiding thesis is that McCormack's work can be divided into to three stages the analytical constructive and then independent uh, stages um so let's dive into this and and your your chapters on McCormack's analytical work, um, well, it divides it into two phases. And chapter three, uh, you look at the first of those phases of that analytical work, and namely, um, McCormack's famous book, the one that put him on the international stage, so to speak, that Karl Barth's critically realistic dialectical theology, which I read not so long ago, a few years ago, by the way, and and it's a tremendously learned and and lucid piece of work. Um, so, what is the big deal with this book? You know we hear he was correcting Balthazar and issues relating to so called neo orthodoxy, but can you unpack some of this for us? A little bit, I try
2: um it's very dense um and it is very historical. um he has a passion for um historical fact- not facts for for diving into the history of an of a theological argument. um I think this is um one of his greatest gifts um that he just enjoys um looking into old dogmatic um books um and to try to unpack how calvin how heppe how Ritchell... Got into some thoughts. Um, sometimes it's 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 even too much for me because, yeah. But he enjoys doing stuff like this, and uh, and this is why he takes such a revolutionary stand um, within the Bardian world. A lot of people just um, don't know or just accept unconsciously is um, the great impact. Um, a pretty, I mean, for for von Balthasarian circumstances, pretty small book um, had has had um, on the um, international um, Bardian world. Um, Hans Urs von Balthasar created analytic scheme um, for Bard, um, and it lasted for, cent- uh, for for decades. He said as a catholic theologian who is very much um, trying to defend um, the idea of an analogia entis um, that Barth who um, once called this thought um, uh, the uh, an, an idea of the antichrist um, um the invention th- of the antichrist invention I think is the of the, yes exactly. Yeah. thank you um he that, that Barth himself at some point needs the Analogia Entis um, to, um, to to do um, dogmatics. Um, and um, lots of people accepted this and um, started working with uh, the scheme von Balthasar introduced, um, which is there is a dialectical phase in Barthes' thinking and there is an analogical phase in Barthes' thinking. And um, basically what Church Dogmatic um, represents is the analogical phase of Barthes' um, thoughts this had a tremendous impact um on uh, the bard interpretation um um of um the past um half of the century because people started um treating the bard of the church dogmatics as a classical theologian if that is a term they um kind of um saw the later Bard, and now I use the term later Bard, which has to be very precise all the time. Um, In this moment, I I, um, call the later Bard the Bard of the entire church dogmatics. Um, And lots of people with von Balthasar read Bard as a theologian who is in line with Augustine, with Thomas, with Luther, and then um, himself and becomes, with this thinking, the church father of the 20th century. Um and Bruce McCormick is saying hey wait a minute Franz von Balthasar is not is not entirely correct about this um already um people like uh, Michael Beinke, already um a great thinker like um, Eberhard Jüngel um showed that there are um, dialectical um, parts um, in um, the later volumes of the Church Dogmatics. Um, that there is a dialectic of veiling and unveiling. That um, there are still paradox um, parts in um, the thinking of uh, Karl Barth, And so. uh, he has a hard time accepting uh, the idea that there's a radical change um, within the um, thinking uh, of Karl Barth um, because he also unpacks a lot of analogical elements in the early Bart thinking. This is um, an analytical work. Um, He is just, in quotation marks, you always do constructive work um, as a systematic theologian, but um, in the beginning this is... A historic book. He tries to show that there are a lot of um, things that speak against von Balthasar's thesis of a radical change within the thinking of Karl Barth, and this has a goal. And I think this is what makes um, this book so outstanding, because the goal, and he's very explicit about this, is to show neo-orthodoxy. Um, this is a term he uses a lot, in a very pre priorative prior- oh, pejorative. Pejorative, thank you. He uses um, this in a very pejorative way uh, because he wants to fight um, neo-orthodoxy on this thesis um, that um, the part of the church dogmatics is not anymore a dialectical theologian. He wants to show that he is a dialectical theologian, which means for McCormick, he is a modern theologian. Um, and uh, Bruce McCormick is uh, a theologian who really thinks um from and within his church body um and he thinks that um he's very explicit about this too he thinks that only a decent theology um which interprets um de- the creed and the um, confessed the writings of our confessions um in the light of the modern world um is able um to survive um within the modern world this is why he needs this historical work um as a ground to 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 keep working um on this goal um and he's still on um he's he he's, he continues to do so um with um, his christology that is um now um being published
1: yes yeah if we have time i'd love to ask you a little bit about that later on but um but let's move on to your fourth chapter. You know, for, for people like me, you know, I, I'm a relative amateur when it comes to um, these, these issues. I'm meant I'm to be a New Testament scholar, right? Uh, and I've got to say that the period between 1996 and, and the year 2000, which is the focus of your fourth chapter, was relatively um, new to me. Um, it, it may be for others, but you, you point out that there are a couple of scholars who were very influential to Bruce McCormack at this at this point. Tis Grundlach and um and a particular book, The against Gottes, and um and an essay by um Hans-Theodor Goebbel. Um could you say what did they bring to McCormack's table, so to speak, that, that led to some developments? Uh,
2: I think this this can be a quick one. Bruce McCormack is very is is very clear about what um they taught him. Thies Gundlach, um, he's just retired. He was basically the chief theologian of the Protestant church um, in Germany um, until like a year ago. He wrote his dissertation in Hamburg and uh, he showed that it's basically impossible to read um, church dogmatics as a whole. He shows, he he does not do all the work for McCormick, but he gives some, some small hints um i don't regard um his dissertation um he 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 just collects a lot from Eberhard Jungel and others um and his own constructive work is is uh, doesn't play a big role but still he he brings it all together and um he asks the big question um how to um reconcile um the idea of God's freedom um, in CD 1 and CD 1-2 with um, everything that is said in CD 2-2. So how to bring together, how to reconcile um, the doctrine um, of God or at least the image of God and what God does um, in the early two and three volumes um, of the Church Dogmatics with everything um, that is said particularly in the doctrine of election um, that is um, outlined um, in CD 2-2 um and he show he, he 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 shows that um there's an idea of an absolute being um of god um in a very classical sense in the early stages of church dogmatics and that um very much conflicts um with um, the idea of a um, self humiliation um of god's entire being um within the fate of jesus christ um a willing self-humiliation, an everlasting self-humiliation. Um, and uh, he asks how, how how on earth this could be reconciled um, and if there is not a, and his uh, word is correction, um, if there um, is not a correction um, taking place um, within um, church dogmatics. And Hans-Theodor Goebel shows um, to Bruce McCormick that um that basically, what is needed is um, a doctrine of the Trinity that um, is outlined in the light of Barth's doctrine of predestination, um, of Barth's doctrine of election, um, which Barth himself never explicitly did. I think we can discuss if CD4 um, brings to the table a lot of Trinitarian thoughts in the light um, of the doctrine of election, for sure. Um, But still, um, Hans-Theodor Goebbels says um, the doctrine of the Trinity um, we have from Barth cannot be reconciled um, with um, the doctrine of election. So what is needed um is to um recreate a doctrine of the trinity in the light um of the doctrine of election um we have to read part from the end um this is a th- th- this is something Eberhard jungel says um also a lot that um um and th- this is actually a move um, Eberhard jungel tries to make all the time um he's not saying there's a break within church dogmatics he always says in a Kind of dialectical it's 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 kind it's it's pretty Catholic to be honest, um his treating of Bart because he always says, Well there there is no break. Um I think we have to read a lot um in the light um of the later volumes. And it's it's very charming. Um and uh, Hans Theodor Goebel kind of um brings it to the point where he says, Well, there's not much to reconcile, let's just let's just try to move on. And and, and Bruce McCormicks takes on this and tries to move on. Yeah,
1: yeah. Ah, wonderful. I would have never put Catholic and Eberhard Jungler together in the same sentence. But now the the third phase of McCormack's work is is what you claim is the first to offer a more substantial, constructive set of contributions. And this is your fifth chapter. Um, could you tell us first, before I get to some questions about it, what do you mean by constructive first?
2: I'm I'm still not sure about some some word choices I made um within my dissertation but what I was trying to say is that there are um a lot of things um that um Bruce McCormick um is um taking from Bart um is explicitly explicitly taking from von Balthazar, from Göbel from um, Gundlach and so on and but at some point um he really explicitly tries to go with Bart beyond Bart this is the phrase he uses um at some points um in his texts um he tries to take Bart serious um in his commitment to um gods um love for the world um in his enti- in his entire being and in his commitment to only and strictly look um, on the scriptures alone um, for um, his theological work. And at some point he says that um, we have to leave some points of Bart's thinking beyond us. And um, everything he does after he says that I call constructive, um, it's not the best word, but um, I'm trying to say that Um, Now he's trying to do a lot
1: of things by his own. Yeah, understood. Yeah. Going off on his his own track in some ways, which will bring us to the final um, phase in a a moment. But maybe we could just pause on, because you rightly alight in in that chapter on McCormack's famous essay, Grace and Being. Um, And I I had a passage that I I was reading um, yesterday, and I thought that brought together some of the strands of our discussion. Um, and I wanted to ask you to comment on a couple of issues. So I'm going to read out this this passage. This is um, in the essay, Grace and Being. He says, throughout the exposition provided above, an unarticulated question hovered in the immediate background. We may we man now bring it more clearly to the light of day. What is the logical relation of God's gracious election to the tri-unity of God? We're not asking here about the chronological relation, Election is an eternal decision and as such resists their attempts to temporalize it, that is, to think about of it in such a way that a before and an after are introduced into the being of God in pretemporal eternity. If election is an eternal decision, then it has never not taken place. No, we ask here about the logical relation of election and triunity. Which comes first logically? Which precedes and what follows? To pose this question is not simply to ask about the necessary order of human thinking about these state of affairs, since for Bart, human thought must be conformed to the actual order of things. It is to ask about the relation of act and being in God, of will and essence. It should be noted that Bart never put the question to himself in this precise form, act and being, yes, but never with the specific content of election and trinity. He should but did not. Uh, now, this this uh, I thought was quite useful because in it, McCormack traces in in dialogue with Bart the way in which a Christological account of election relates to the doctrine of the Trinity, and that will bring us to the cusp of the Bart Wars, which we'll get to in a moment. But could you say two things for us? You know, first, what is so important about this essay, and and secondly. The, the language of act and being is very important, and uh, do you think you could unpack that for us? All, all the time when I come back to grace and being, it always
2: strikes me how, on a lot of um, levels, insignificant this um, essay is, because all the, because when you when you come when when you get to know Bruce McCormick through the Bard Wars, con- through the controversy, you somehow heard about. You must think that *Grace and Being* is like a manifesto um, of some sort. I don't know. And when you and when you when you really just take the text, um, I mean, it's a Bruce McCormack text. So he just likes to be provocative um, at two or three points. And when you read *Grace and Being* um, entirely, you see that um, it really is what Bruce McCormack. Always emphasized a so called Problemanzeige. This is a German word he uses in German a lot within the controversies um, he's in. The only, or like not the only thing, um, but what he is trying to do is to show that there is a problem when we look at the entire text of the Church Dogmatics. And the problem is that Bart is um saying in Church Dogmatics 2.2 that um, the election is eternal and that it has a significance for the being of God in eternity. So every sentence that Bart is saying about election being a choice amongst others. Um, about um, the decision for the world, for reconciling the world, um, is um, a decision that just could have not been made, is hard to reconcile with this sentence. And this is a problem. This is a problem. And this is something he tries to show in Grace and Being. And Bruce McCormick would not be Bruce McCormick if he would not um, give an interesting um, idea at the end of his text, um, at least in that stage um, of his work. And uh, what he is um, trying to do, or like what he's proposing in Grace and Being, is to say election um, has um, the logical priority um, over the Trinity, So um, if we are to think about the Trinity, we have to do it in the light of election and not be speculative um, about Trinity and then think about how election could come to this perfect Trinity um, as a decision that could have not been um, made by God. And this is a problem he's just um, trying to uh, show to the academic world. Um, but it, apparently it was
1: too much. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair to say. Uh, yeah, I mean, because in Chapter 6, you get to the... Well, I mean, what can we call it? It's a vigorous response to McCormack's um, essay that followed 2000. And, and I think we can call them attacks. I think that's fair. We, I, I think you use the language, actually, of attacks. Um by George Hunsinger and, and Paul Molnar, and they criticise McCormack's prioritising of, of the doctrine of election. Could you give us some flavour of the debates involved, You know what your analysis un- uncovered?
2: What I was trying um, in my dissertation is to be um, really fair um, with um, all people who are um, part of this debate which is hard because sometimes um, George Hansinger and Paul Molnar are not fair, um, especially against um, Bruce McCormick, but also against um, some of his students. And this is a good, at least they have a good reason um, for being in such a state of arousal because they are very much concerned... um, I, I was trying to be a little bit schematic. I'm not sure if this is entirely true. I think George Hansinger is a little bit more concerned about um, the heritage of Bart, and Molnar is a little bit more concerned about um, God's freedom in itself. But they are both um, interested um, in the heritage of Bart, and they are both interested in um, God's freedom. And uh, they have a huge problem. With um, McCormick's idea of prioritizing election over the Trinity, um, what, um, they con- what, what they are, what they they say, there is a huge danger that um, everything um, that we call um, God's imminent life and being um, will just collapse into his economy. Economy. So um, everything that we call um, God being almighty, God being all-powerful, immutable, um, impassable, and so on, will just vanish into um, the earthly existence of Jesus Christ, which at the end um, makes um, God's freedom inexistent. Um, Because how can you talk about God being almighty and um, free in an absolute way um, when um, he bound himself entirely um, to what happens in um, um, time and space. And if you um, are even about to say that um, everything that um, God did in time and space has a logical priority um, and and an ontological priority, over God's imminent life. Um, this is what they're concerned with. Um, and they do a lot to defend God's, God's imminent freedom, God's um, sayity. Hmm.
1: Yeah, well, I'm sure the Bart Wars are familiar to many of our listeners, and I don't actually want to spend too much more time on, on that. Painful episode. Um, and I'd instead like to jump into the quick fire round. Now do you know what, what the quick fire round is all no, about? No,
2: that was the only okay. the only um, three words I did
1: not understand in the script. <laughs> ah, right. Well, in that case, this is where I ask you some questions, and basically the idea is an immediate response is what okay. we're after. Gotcha. And the questions are usually, um, you know, not particularly um, helpful in terms of academic contributions gotcha. or anything. It's just, okay. it's just a bunch of nonsense to be a bit of a to lighten <laughs> up. Now, in all of the pictures that I've seen of you online, you seem to be about a head taller than anybody around you. So do, do you surround yourself with very small people or or how tall are you? And why didn't you take up basketball instead of becoming a <laughs> no, pastor no. theologian?
2: <laughs> I'm just a very tall guy. Um, Bruce McCormick is still taller than me. Um, but, um, I am six, seven, I think he's six, eight. Six, yeah. Seven? That's, uh, so you're
1: over two meters tall. Yeah. Two meters and two
2: centimeters.
1: Goodness. Goodness.
2: Um, yeah. And I'm just, um very bad at sports. Um, <laughs> this is why I never took, um, up any kind of sport. Um, and this is why I have a lot of back pain. <laughs> oh,
1: fair enough. Okay. Okay. Now what is something about German culture and a stereotype perhaps that you think is consistently misunderstood or or misrepresented in in the international community?
2: Misrepresented um that Germans are still um very accurate um and efficient. Um this is just <laughs> not the case anymore. It's it's <laughs> It's really, it, it's tragic to say, but um, we cannot um, build any major roads, airports, um, or buildings anymore. It's
1: just not, um, it's really bad. All right. Now, which, which German sounds, how can I put this, the silliest? No, that's, that's too rough. Which German sounds the strangest to your ear? Plattdeutsch, Swabian, or Bavarian? Um, the strangest? Plattdeutsch. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So right up the top, up north. Now, and here's a here's a painful one, for, at least as far as I'm concerned. You know, you know, the German and English football teams often meet. That's soccer for Americans, and they usually end up in a penalty shootout, and usually Germany win. Do you realise how painful that is for us in England? How often the Germans beat us at penalties? Well. Um... I know, but there is a great
2: saying. Um, I think of Margaret Thatcher um, that should always be um, that should always be recalled. Um, Helmut Kohl once said that he's so um, happy about the fact um, that Germany um, bet um, England in their in their master discipline. And uh, Margaret Thatcher told um, the people, hey, you can tell, Mr. Cole, um, uh, we did beat uh, the Germans already twice um, within this century in their master discipline. Um, So I guess um, we all know what she was talking about. Oh, yes, we
1: do know that's rough. (laughs) Crikey. We're not going to put her in the book of Proverbs just yet. (laughs) Now, have you thought about organizing an English translation of your book? I am hoping that this will happen, but um, to be honest,
2: I, um, I have no idea where to get um, one who's willing to do it um, because I have no idea how to fund it. Um, that's uh, really the problem. I have no idea where to get um, the money from um, to pay somebody to do it. Which is a pity, um, because it's totally fine with me. um, But this book is basically something um, the English-speaking community would be interested um, about. Um, There are a few um, German-speaking people who know the Bard Wars, who really know Bruce McCormick, and um, will understand um, the background of my dissertation. That's um, a simple fact. Um, So if anybody out there... Has any idea how to translate a three hundred page German book um, into English with with in more enthusiasm than money?
1: Um, just let me just let me know. <laughs> well, that's then into the the ball of the court of our listeners. Um, so um, be in touch with OnScript if anyone's up for that. Now, if you could put just final final quick one, if you could put one German language theology essay published in say the last twenty years into the hands of every English-language-only theology student, what would it be? From the past 20 years. Yeah, that's fairly arbitrary. It doesn't need to be 20 years, but one German-language-only theology essay.
2: Well, I mean, the, 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 one of the greatest pieces ever written is um, God's being is in Becoming. So, uh, and yeah. I'm still, I mean, um, the guy was, I think, my age or even a year younger um, than I am now.
1: Astonishing, isn't it? And it's it's Truly unbelievable. Um,
2: so um, everybody who has not read uh, uh, God's Being is um, in Becoming um, by Eberhard Jünger. Um stop immediately what you're doing um get to the bookshop <laughs> and get yourself this small um book um and just read it it's it's an amazing um text
1: yeah, and there's a new version out as well that john Webster's provided a provided an opening exactly and it, yeah essay and, it, for it. It,
2: and it. it's the, then it, it's the one um i got to know um so i i really like the webster translation
1: okay now back to the um now we're on the seventh chapter of your book, which focuses on McCormack's more recent essay, Immutability, Impassibility, and Suffering. And he draws on this and the so-called psychological ontology of God in his, what I think, utterly delightful and groundbreaking recent book, The Humility of the Eternal Son. I mean, I loved the book because I, I loved it. I learned a lot from it. Um, but it, in other words, something important is going on in that essay, um, which he draws on. I was particularly struck by how well your argument in the book accounted for this development in McCormack's thinking, effectively ending, as, as you put it, the 11-year Bart Wars. And, and you state the following, um, and I hope this is a faithful translation, more or less. I don't know if you had a chance to look at that. I did. I think, it, I think it is. Okay, okay, good. I had to rejig the structure a little bit but so th- this debate ends So i'm quoting you this debate ends with an article by mccormack from 2017 the bart wars debates i mean in which i believe he agrees under certain circumstances that hansinger and molnar are correct in their analysis of bart's concept of divine freedom and subsequently his ideas regarding the relationship between god's being and his action and election are now presented as an independent work close quote Now to my questions. Is this giving too much ground to Hunsinger and Molnar? You know, after all, McCormack responds to Hunsinger's account of Jesus Christ as the subject of election, as a figure of speech in that essay as strange, if true. Or am I being too harsh on his account of Hunsinger and and Molnar, do you think? Uh, no, you're not.
2: Um, it uh, actually um, really is the case um, that I am uh, too generous um, with uh, George Hansinger and um, Paul Molnar. Um And um, I have to be honest um, that there was a little bit of politics involved um, within um, these sentences because... Um, because to be honest, I'm 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 sick of the debate, um, which isn't a debate anymore. Um, it's just um, like um, it's basically throwing punches at McCormick and McCormick, um kind of responding after some years because he just um, has to say something about it. Um, and I think everything is said, um, and this is basically what I was trying to. It was it, it was kind of foolish. I was trying to 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 contribute. A little part to um, an ending of the debate, um, and um, what I was trying to say is that McCormick agrees with um, Hansinger and McCormick that indeed there are within the entire Church dogmatics sentences that incline that Bart actually is trying to say that God is an absolute being um that um is not necessary with um his um in his entirety the fate of Jesus Christ there is um i don't know a part of god's being or a time within god's being or however you want to call it um that is not um entirely at the cross um he is th- the almighty one even though he dies and suffers um and this is something Bruce McCormick um, is saying a little bit more often um, during the during the recent years. He's not saying at all that Bart is right with this, and he's not saying at all that Hansinger and Molnar are right with this. Um, but he is he is saying that yeah, you can find these sentences in Bart, and you can find these sentences also after um his outline of the um of the doctrine of election. Yes indeed. Um, but that doesn't mean that that I am wrong um with my attempt um to um go beyond BART with the ideas of the later BART. So he is not giving in, um not an inch. But um I think it's it's time to well I, I know that um for McCormick um for a long time um um the time is over to to um, cherry-pick um, on some um, isolated phrases um, from within the church dogmatics and um, try to argue whether um, they lean in his direction or Hansinger's direction. He's just saying, hey, yeah, until the end, um, there are some hints um, to this absolute being of God in a classical sense. Why Bard is um, saying these sentences, um, I don't really know. Um, but I think his general intention is to identify um, God's immanent life, God's imminent act, being in act with what happened in the economy. Um, and let's just find a way how to um how to do this. Um and here's my proposal. Um that that, that is um what I was trying to say when I was saying that um he also agrees
1: on some points with um the other two scholars. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah. Um McCormack writes in that essay, which really underscores your own account of of the development of his of his work. He says, what is needed is a fresh start, which will take us beyond Bart. And, and this brings us, I think, to the key claim of your book, um, where you write that this envisioned goal of McCormack's analytical, constructive and independent work with Bart, beyond Bart, is a consistent divine ontology of the covenant of grace since McCormack justifies this in a Trinitarian way, starting from Christology, I think he understands grace as Trinitarian being. Now, I would have loved, just looking at the time, I would have loved to have asked you to unpack covenant of grace, Trinitarian being, this kind of language. But, you know, it's always struck me. One of the reasons I love reading Bruce McCormack is precisely because of his focus on on starting with Christology, you know, evangelizing our means of, of thinking about God consistently. Uh, wh- why would Christian theology begin otherwise? I, that's where I guess I'm, I betray my, my naivety in, in these debates.
2: Well, because um, you always have something that Eberhard Jünger calls um, the wrong anthropocentrism in theology. Eberhard Jüngel made this helpful distinction between um, a correct and a wrong um, or a misleading anthropocentrism in in theology. Um, And what he's um, trying to say by this is that uh, we we should not, for example, project the the human understanding um, of freedom to the being of God and then just make it absolute. Um, So freedom for humans does indeed mean in some way to be able to choose between between opportunities um, I can go to the supermarket and I just can't i 'm free to do so and uh, this is um at the end a wrong picture of God because um, it takes human categories and just um puts them on um, god's being. The right way to have to use anthropocentric categories is to look at the at the one true human being, which is Jesus Christ Himself. And this is what brings us to what Bruce McCormick does to his psychological ontology. I don't know if if he succeeds, but he's really, he's really badly trying to uh, not, I mean badly in the sense that he tries to be strict in this. Um, he's very strictly trying to only look on what happens um, to in and to Jesus. And he 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 places a lot of weight um, on the emotions of Jesus Christ, um, on what um, Jesus Christ experiences. He, um with von Balthasar talks a lot about um, the evening um, of Holy F- Holy Friday, the, the, the fr- Friday before Easter, and the Saturday before Good Friday. Sorry, Good Friday. Um, yeah. th- the evening yeah. uh, and the night of Good Friday and um, Good Saturday, e- e- Easter Saturday. Easter Saturday. Um, yeah. That Jesus Christ really experienced um, hell. He experienced um, being um, expelled from God. This is what um, God himself and Jesus Christ experienced. And he's trying to resolve that in a Trinitarian manner, in a way. And we will see this in um, his new Christology. We only have the first volume of, a, I think, three-piece, three-volume piece, um, three volume piece. And what he's trying to say that um, you you, you can say that about God with a Trinitarian thinking, because it is the second mode of being that anticipates all of this. God in the second mode of being took on himself everything that will happen in Jesus Christ, and he did so in eternity. And This is how, I think he's not finished yet, but this is the way um, McCormick is trying to um, take, to um, say with the Trinitarian thinking, which is a dogma, it's not said in the Bible that there is a Trinity, it's our way to to express what God is. Um, With the Trinitarian thinking, he is trying to show how we can understand and experience God as grace. This is uh, the goal at the end of the day, and let's see how he he does and how he succeeds. Um, But he's giving so much interesting um, hints and ideas on his way um, that are worth um, reading, um, worth um, considering, and, and um, on a lot of um, moments and very fun to read. Um, it's just yeah, very enjoyable yeah. um, to yeah. read McCormick.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. and he is opening up so many avenues of discussion. And it's always fun, isn't it, reading a scholar like that? Now, what, to, to finish up, just a few more questions while, we've got, while I've got you. But if you can just give me some brief answers to these. Because spending so much time on a single theologian can be an intensely personal affair. You know, I focused on the Apostle Paul in my own doctoral work, and 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 I felt like I developed a relationship with the Apostle Paul with all you know the years and months rifling through his every word. Are you glad you've spent so many years deep in McCormack's work? Has it has it enriched you personally?
2: It, it has been wonderful. Um, I, I love doing it, um, but on the other hand, it has been very stressful um, uh, because I was writing about a living theologian, and we decided um, beforehand. That uh, we won't be in touch um, during the time I am writing my dissertation. Um, so I had these these horrendous moments uh, when I was. Um, I-, I knew that um, he said something about the apostle Paul in a text from the 90s, um, and um, I know it would be an email away um, to answer this uh, question. But I couldn't write this email, so I spent three days um, finding this passage. Um, um, But on the other hand, um, it has been exactly this has been so enriching because I was on my own. Um, I had with um, Christina Axpiscala a wonderful uh, mentor and advisor who is Lutheran, not a Bardian at all. And she did know Bruce McCormick, but just on a personal level. And so she was very free to criticize me um in coherencies um within my texts and um yeah I I always had um the the feeling I am part of something um current I am part of a um current debate I'm trying to unpack something um that is going on right now and that was just wonderful, um so I'm very glad I did it, and now um I can email Bruce McCormick whenever I want um and uh, I can see him and meet him um, when and and we can we can just um shop talk about um this and that um yeah, it has been enriching, helpful um i I think I grew a little bit
1: through throughout this period um yeah well that is good to hear that's that's theology at its best now finally. Then and feel free to avoid answering the question if politics is involved. But your book is, you know, very, very heavy on, on expert exposition of McCormack's corpus, necessarily, because of the nature of your argument. But let me put a question to you in its in the sharpest way I can think of. Do you think McCormack is is right? You know, it's a particular As a particular account of of Grace as Trinitarian being, you know, in contradistinction to other accounts, whether they be Barthian or not, is it true, do you think?
2: I think it is true. Um, I really think that he's onto something that is right. And I say this, and now I come back um, to the beginning, as I said. I think he's right um, because um, I experience how he enables me as a pastor I think um, the biggest lesson um, I have taken away from him is that um, the narrated story um, of Jesus Christ is the center of everything. Not our um, philosophical categories and our um, approaches to think through and explain something um, from from God. um, But no, what happened um, to and in Jesus Christ is the center of everything. And um, I really try to be a missionary here um, in a place where maybe 10% are still um, part of the church. And the people I am talking to, um, who did not know like three months ago that the third of Advent is a Sunday, they now look at me and say, okay, when I see why jesus died i understand why he could be important to my life and um, when i see what happened to him and how he approached people i understand why this should or could play a significant role to my life and this makes um this makes a lot of uh, a lot of sense. And let's see um, how he ends up um, within his Christology. But I really think he's right.
1: Well, thank you so much for your, your time, Justus. It's been a real joy having you on. And I can only recommend Gnade als Trinitarisches Sein. If you're a young theologian and you want to improve your German, your theological German, this is a good book to pick up and try to work through. I've learned an awful lot from you, and it's been a delight having you. Can people get in touch with you? Are you on social media, or on Twitter, or things like that?
2: Always. Um, shoot me a message on Instagram or Facebook. Um, my email address is online. Um, I'm happy um, to talk about McCormick, um, body and theology, um, pastoral um, issues, um, mission. Yeah, and thank you, thank you a lot. Um, I, I I always enjoy a small academic discussion while um, I'm here um, trying to do my duty in a small village um, thank you for your service um, in, within academia I think this, is a, this podcast is a great project um,
1: and, and thanks for giving me the opportunity to talk about McCormick well thank you so much and God bless you and your work well um, that's the end of the interview and um, I hope you've enjoyed it and we'll see you next time